The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yes, we do. And, you know, probably a few other things. But, hey, let's have some fun. It's a Tuesday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for a Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. You're good to go. There's Twitter good at Fred Fowler. Go. Really good to go. Twitter is at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it is a Tuesday. Usually you guys are in a testy little mood. Don't be. It's a beautiful day outside. I don't know how long it's going to stay beautiful here, depending on what happens. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it'll affect the weather. <coughs> well, no, but it might affect while we're what we're whether or not we're still having a beautiful day. What's happening, Hoffman? Sports and stuff, man. Yeah, sports and verdicts. <laughs> yeah, verdicts big on on the uh, docket today. And I know it's not. So, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about it, but there's it's really one of those topics that there's no way to avoid. Uh. I, I think no matter what happens, there's going to be a section of people who are angry here in the next, I don't know, how long do we think it's going to take? 15 minutes? Well, it should be any minutes. minute. Based on, I was listening to uh, to Fox on the way in, and they were talking about how it was supposed to be between 3.30 and 4.30 our time. So Okay. Uh, so sometime here in the next few minutes, we'll know uh, the, uh, the Derek Chauvin uh, murder trial, whether it's going to be murder or manslaughter or what and they, like i think there's three different options and they all i mean i guess there's a not guilty option too which i'm gonna go with seems highly unlikely yeah uh but it, there there's options that range from i think 10 years in prison to 60 years in prison so uh will be pretty interesting to see what they it, what what happens here so everybody's kind of and i want like i want to ask you fred like I mean, I was alive when the Rodney King verdict was read, but does this feel like it's like that magnitude? I think it's even bigger uh, because in the grand scheme of things, if if you can't find this guy, and I'm sure that he's guilty of something, you don't come out in 11 hours and say not guilty if you've been following this at all. Um, but in the Rodney King thing, it was just incredibly frustrating because you saw the video. Yeah, and in in court they slow it down. And listen, defense lawyers, this is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to give their um, supposed to give their client the best possible defense, but they slow the thing down in slow motion and say, "Look, he's raising his hand here. That's why he hit it." You know, and then he did this, and that was why they got acquitted. And it's when you watch it, you're like, "Really? This is this is real time, man." So I guess it's about to come come off right now. But yeah, this this feels like. Uh, uh, especially in light of, of the way everything's gone down in the last year, and we've had so much, and this was such an emotional time when this happened, and then the st- crap at the Capitol, 
I, I think everybody is kind of watching to see what happens here, and, and you know, we'll see. And I think it's uh, um, it'll, it'll be interesting. But the fact that they weren't out very long, you know, somebody who no, if you're Derek Chauvin, you don't feel great about this. Certainly. No, usually that's that's a big advantage for the prosecution. So um, looks like they're actually reading this stuff now. But uh, yeah, we'll let you know as soon yeah, as we we'll, know. Yeah, we'll tell you guys. Um, by the way, the wife did not have a good reaction to her second shot. Oh, really? Yeah, she was home all day. Mm. So, uh, yeah, which is weird because you know she had it when I had it, and, and they all said, "Well, the first one will be the worst." And she didn't have a good reaction to the first. She one. had the Roni when you had it. Yeah, at the okay. same time. Yeah, we all, you know. Well, while some of you were hiding away in Oregon, the rest of us were all passing it to did each other. You, did you guys have different, were your reactions to it different at the time? Did one of you have it worse? Oh, yeah. She she got sick. I mean, of course, it was my fault, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so they got him on second-degree murder, according to Twitch. Well, it says here third-degree murder on Fox News. Okay. All right, so third-degree. That seemed to be the easiest one to... To stick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... And, you know, and it's probably, I mean, I, you know, people aren't going to think it's fair. They're going to think he should have gotten the worst, but oh no, he's all charges. Oh, well, well, that, 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 okay. Uh, That, you know, and honestly, when, when a jury is back that fast and and again, my, my knowledge of the laws is every episode ever done of law and order. Right. But whenever they come back that fast, especially in a case like this, now the big problem is whatever that idiot politician said that essentially was saying we'll riot if he doesn't get found guilty now gives him cause for appeal. Yeah, so here's the deal. The charges were second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. And they kind of slow-rolled him, so Twitter was right. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, now third-degree. And then it's like, okay, he's guilty on all charges. So, uh, yeah, they're they're throw in the max that was available at him, which means he's probably going to prison for... Well, it's a max of 40 years for uh, murder two, according to you know what I've been reading about the, the law there. And when they say max, it's usually half that. But with all three charges, he's probably looking at 30 years. And I, I honestly, you think that guy's surviving in prison? I don't know. I, don't, I, w- I mean, I'm sure he's going to be in some sort of protective custody. Yeah, they're going to have to put him somewhere. But yeah, I, uh, I I just feel like if you couldn't find this guy guilty with the videos and the witnesses, I mean, it, it's it's hard. I mean, a really good lawyer can get pretty much anybody off on anything. But with all that, if you couldn't find this guy guilty, it's never happening. I'm a little bit bummed. I want to see his face, and everybody's got to wear a mask, so I don't yeah. really. Uh, yeah. it, he doesn't seem like he's too broken up about nah, he's it. Like, yeah. I was like, well, all right. I get to kill I wonder, me. Now, I wonder if that's because like he expected this or... He, he had to, right? Yeah. I, I mean, just the, based on his reaction, I would... Like, if someone just said, okay, you've just been found guilty on all these charges, you're probably going to prison for 40 years, I would feel like I would have more of a reaction than he's having right now. Well, and, and I'm sure part of it is he knows there's going to be a, an appeal now. Yeah, that's part and, of it. And uh, politicians, and, and I'll, I'll say this to all of you, so I know there's a few politicians that listen to our show. Just shut the hell up. You know, it's, it, I mean, this woman was doing the same thing that people were saying Donald Trump was doing by riling up the people at the Capitol. It, quit trying to get people to riot. It's stupid. You, you ma'am, just like, uh, just like he was. Uh, that's just dumb. Cut it out. 
Let people be people here. All right, he gets he gets the cuffs right there. Damn, live cuffing on Got TV. Him. So, um, and, and again, I, I mean, this is hopefully we're not going to have stuff burn into the damn ground. I mean, I, I like to think that that wouldn't have happened either way. But. Oh no, it would have, and that's the problem. Is is there's a difference between protesters and rooters, and I mean, uh, um, and rioters. rioters yeah. yeah. No, I agree, and 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 that's it, it. Doesn't matter whether it's this or whether it was the Capitol or anything else. Peaceful protest, I'm totally fine with. Destroying people's property, you know that sucks. I'm against. You, that you're too. a bad person if you do that. So hopefully, we won't have any of that stuff, and you know, and this can uh, maybe be a little bit of closure for you know uh, what's been a really rough time in this country, and, and maybe a, a new direction where and maybe actually people will get convicted when they screw up. So. We'll see. All right. 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. And Curtis says, Fred, it's okay if the politicians from the left do these things. It's not okay. And no. I, I argue with my, my lefty friends all the time about this because they're all they're, they're like, well, but look what they did. You're doing the same stuff. You guys are the same thing. You really are. It drives me nuts. Why don't you just, you know, if you guys would, you just pick a thing to, be vocal about and cause problems about. And, you know, I, I, I respect people's beliefs and they, and they can do whatever, but to, to sit there and pretend like you're holier than now when you're on one side or the other, yeah, you guys suck. You really do. But that's all right. You know what? Okay, so uh, I'm curious what Rachel Nichols has to say about this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh they moved on to uh, No, now basketball. we're going to Steph Curry dancing and riding on people. Steph, my God, Steph Curry. Dude, I, I, I was going to be the one to bring that up because I didn't want the whole world to go. I don't care what they think. Oh, you just jock Steph Curry all the time. I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> so I was going to be well, the one to bring that up today. The Warriors aren't very good, but Steph Curry is a freak show, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. And the, like we thought maybe after the big injury and after last season, I, I think most people thought Steph Curry's best days were behind him. Yeah. It, it looks like no. I mean, it looks like he's still got some juice. It's unbelievable what he's doing right now. I want to know what they put in that medicine they gave him while he was recovering. I don't know. I want to to break down some of these numbers that he's putting up. I mean, we've got plenty of show to to get all this done, but it it is like the numbers don't even sound real. Yeah. When you go through, it's like, that that can't be right. Cheat code. But, uh, yeah, I want to get into that. I want to get into the fact that the uh, Super League that we devoted so much time to yesterday. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know, I, 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 IOT, not IOT, Dick Willie brings something else. says uh, athletes recover easier and easier every year. I really think that's something that, you know, we see these guys. And, and Connie was a good example. Microfracture surgery. Guess what? Came back fine. We see guys come back from these injuries better and better. And I think that just goes to show how far all of the, the, the science has come with medicine. And I mean, he's better than ever. And at his age, you wouldn't have thought that, but we'll, we'll talk about that. And anything else you guys want to get into, if you want to weigh in seven, one, three, seven, eight, Oh, three, seven, seven, six, we will take some calls on a Tuesday. It is the blitz on ESPN. 97.5, 92.5. This is the Blitz. The Blitz on ESPN 97.5.
All right, got a new sponsor on board. I got to tell you guys about there's a new poker house in town. Uh, live games taking place now. They've got no limit hold'em. They've got Omaha and no door fees at Stars Poker Club. Uh, great atmosphere. It's like uh, hanging out with your boys around the table. The GM, Bobby, and his staff, they're knowledgeable. They're passionate about poker, and obviously we're having a good time playing. If you tell Bobby that I sent you, you'll get a, tw- a free $25 on your first $100 buy-in. Visit their website, starspokerclub.com, or give them a call, 281-272-6209 for more info. It's on Veterans Memorial, uh, just north of the Beltway. And guys, it is. It, they've got free food, free drinks, a friendly atmosphere. Uh, it, it's just, and like I said, no door fees. You can't beat that. And again, tell them I sent you twenty five dollars on your first hundred dollar buy in. That Stars Poker Club up on Veterans Memorial, just north of the Beltway. StarsPokerClub.com. Go check them out. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Guilty on all charges in case you missed it. That just came out uh, during the first segment. So uh, we'll see how, uh, how things go. I know like the NBA was talking about being prepared to cancel games and stuff. Pretty sure we don't need to do that now. So, uh, but yeah, we're talking about Steph Curry a little bit. The, uh, some of these numbers are absolutely fascinating. There are so how many times? Just your best guess. How many times in NBA history do you think a player has hit ten or more threes in a game? Uh, well, James Harden's done it like seventy-five times. We know that. No, made ten. Oh, okay. Um, not shot. Not shot forty. <laughs> made ten. Uh it's probably happened thirty times. Sixty-five times okay. in the history of the NBA. James Harden is thirty-five of those. James Harden has done it three times in his career. Okay. Uh, Clay Thompson has done it five times in his career. Dame Lillard three. J.R. Smith three. Zach Levine two. Steph Curry. Has done it 21 times. He has done it six times this season. So he's had more games this season with 10 or more threes made than any other player has had in the history of the NBA. He's had four of those games in the last eight days. It it is almost insane what he's doing right now and and listen the the, the warriors aren't a, a real good team no uh, they're they're a middle of the road team right now they they uh they i don't know they'll probably finish i would guess they'll finish over 500 but somewhere around there now obviously they've been uh they've been playing better of late um but I don't. I don't think that the Warriors are an NBA championship contender. Certainly. That said, Steph Curry's odds have gone. Yesterday, before the game, they were fifty to one. Today, they're eighteen to one. This is. 
again, I don't I don't know that he's going to be able to do enough because he, he's worked the team back into the playoff mix. They're the nine seed in the West right now. Yeah, so he'll at least get in that play-in round. Yeah, so it, it's... Probably. He's he's made them relevant at least enough to, to, to have his name worthy of the... And, you know... Do we think here's the here's your uh, your top your top three? Jokic is minus four hundred. He was minus three twenty five yesterday. He also had an insane yeah. game. Uh, Joel Embiid was is plus three fifty. Um, he was plus two seventy five yesterday. Um, so of those three guys, I mean, do we think do we think the Nuggets are a real title contender? Doesn't feel that way to me. I mean, Not, good. No, I mean they're they're second best players out. So no, I, mean, I I think if he were healthy, they would be. They definitely would be a contender. Now I I also think they're the Nuggets, which means they they're probably not winning the title. They look promising, and then they they lose. But do, do the Sixers give you the feel of a team that could win the title? Well, they don't don't they have the best record in the East? Yeah, uh, I, I mean I don't I don't trust them. No. So I get. I guess my question is, how much does it matter? That Steph Curry's not on a real contending team. Yeah, will I they see, take that this, into the, account? I'm the, sure they will. Well, and they should because this is a an argument that uh, um, we've had all the time when it comes to MVPs. And and the reality is, if those guys have better records over the course of the full season and numbers that are comparable, then they should be in it. And, and I think so too. I I, I mean, unless the uh, the Warriors start winning, uh, you know, at a at a wild pace. I still tend to believe you you should be one of the you, it shouldn't be like a oh maybe they're going to make the playoffs you shouldn't be on a team like that if you're going to be the MVP but it's a really really ridiculous oh yeah no NBA he's, he's, season that he's, he's on a great run and I I think his name should be in the conversation here but it, if they're the 9 seed versus a 1 or a 2 uh it, it's not like those guys are having crappy seasons I I'm with you and you know, and I, I also think it kind of goes back to when uh, Russell was putting up all of the triple doubles and having a historic season, and people were trying to argue that well, you know, team's not that good. Uh, if he, you know if what? he keeps doing this, if then Steph Curry had, if he didn't already have two MVPs, I think there'd be more of a discussion. I think to win a third MVP, it, like, but I, everything's going to have to go right. Well, I mean, the season's not over. It's not. If he stays on this kind of tear, it's not like the guys in front of him. Are LeBron or you know Giannis guys who've done it before and are having monster seasons? I mean, it's a bunch of guys that you could start making a case against if you wanted to. So his, I mean, you look at the, these let the, the game log for April. His his average for April is just under forty one points per game. It's almost and he's shooting fifty percent from three on over fourteen shots from three per game. It's absurd what's happening, and it's again, it's fun to watch. I, I, I you know, I, I love watching Steph. I saw somebody on Twitter like, I guess it's official that Steph's the best shooter ever. That was official long before this little stretch happened. No one in the history of the NBA has been as good of a shooter as Steph Curry, and I, I, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're going to tell me uh, Larry Bird or Pistol Pete Maravich. I don't, I don't care. Even Ray Allen. I don't want to hear any of those names. They don't exist. They're in a different group. Steph Curry is the greatest outside shooter that's ever played sports. And it's gotten to be the the the, 
the Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver argument. There's no more discussion about it. Like this, he's the best shooter ever. Period. End of discussion. But what he's doing now is just kind of it's it's style points, and it's making me interested in a, a team that I really had kind of lost interest in because they're they're just not very good. Yeah, well, it's 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 funny because he's uh, he he's a freak show. Uh, and he has been for a long time, but I, I think the fact that, especially since there's not a lot of, well, Draymond Green's a player. There's not a lot around him right now either, and he's doing this because he has to. I mean, for them to be competitive, he's having to play. And and this I'll, I'll equate to Harden a little bit. When he was having his ridiculous numbers, the Rockets needed him to do it. And in this case, the Warriors need him to do it, but he's... He's the only guy out there. Now, I, I, I have one bone to pick here. I, I don't understand why it's a story on a whole bunch of websites that Doris Burke threw shade at Draymond Green. By basically saying what you, you would say to the effect of Steph's out there playing with a bunch of hobos. Oh. But it becomes a story. First off, who cares what Doris Burke says about anything? And second of all, I mean, she's trying to praise. Um, she's trying to praise Curry, which there's nothing wrong with that. But why is that a story? Why is that coming across my feed? I mean, I don't. I don't. It, there's not a word Doris Burke could say about anything on the planet that I would give one rat's ass about, and yet it's the first thing that pops up on my feed. Yeah, I, I, I think even now to say that he's playing with a bunch of hobos isn't fair because of of what Draymond Green's done in his career. But there, when you talk about the the scoring load that's being carried by Steph, it does kind of feel. Although Andrew Wiggins has been scoring quite a bit this season too. Um, yeah, what what her her exact quote was? Uh, he was having a great game without another All Star in the same zip code, which is basically what you would say. But, but I mean, yeah, Draymond is Draymond Green not? Was he not on the floor? Uh, well, he was. He played last night. Yeah, uh, that's the point. She was dogging Draymond Green. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a dog or just she failed to realize that Draymond Green's an all-star. Uh, no, I think she was slamming Draymond Green is what she was doing, hmm. according to the story. All right. Which, I mean, he's a multiple-time all-star. That's that's an odd omission if, if it is indeed an accident. And if it's if she really is slamming Draymond Green, I don't know what. I don't know what she's got to gain from that. It's probably not going to go well for her. I I don't know. I mean, for how some, many times has Draymond Green been an All Star? Three or four? I mean, it's not like he, Draymond Green, some guy who won, who, who made one All Star team eight years ago, and we mm-hmm. just kind of forgot. That's what I'm saying. Why? Hey, why do I care what she has to say? Why is it a story? Yeah, she's a dope. Okay, you know what, Doris Burke, you're banned from the show. Honestly, I say we let uh, we let Doris Burke fight Jake Paul. Ooh, that's a good one. This. That's a good one. Once and for all. <laughs> On our, our, our show where we have uh, celebrity competitors yeah, right. with CGI, we're going to have Doris Burke versus Jake Paul. That's a good matchup. I like that. I like that. I think Jake will stay undefeated. All right, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Oh, only resonates within your mind. This is ESPN 97.5. Real 
is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780. ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. Odd commentary on the Steph Curry thing from Boomtown Rat. Is it really fascinating considering the volume of shots? To me, the fact that he's making over 50% of them makes it even more fascinating. Yeah, I mean... It's not like he, it's not like he's James Harden where he takes, you know, 30 a game and, and makes eight. Like, that's never been Steph. He, uh, he's, uh, he's, Once out of every five games or so, he'll do he'll something He'll have like an off night. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, this is a guy who year in and year out is near the top of... Like, you, three-pointers made is a great list to be at the top of, and he's usually at the top of it or near the top of it, but three-point percentage, you're never going to see Steph Curry not near the top at three-point percentage because he takes good shots, he finds good shots, and he makes them. I mean, he, that's he's, it's not like he only hits these threes because he's a volume guy. James Harden is a middle-of-the-road three-point shooter that makes a ton of threes because he shoots an absurd amount. He's a very average three-point shooter. If you look at his shooting percentage, some would say below average. Uh, but that's not, that's not Steph. So, no, the, the volume has no no impact on how fascinating it is to me because he's he's still making them. It's such a crazy clip. You know what I love? Like, the Warriors are ninth in the West. Harden's dead and off to, the, to Brooklyn, and you can still turn it into a Curry versus Harden thing. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> like... Like hard, see, it doesn't work anymore because Harden's defenders are gone, right? Yeah, nobody cares. I mean, they're, 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 they're like they're all well, like, you know what? He does shoot too many. They threes. are they are kind of on the down. There's a few that are still on the down low, right? They don't want they don't want to come out publicly and say, oh, but Harden did this uh, because eh, they kind of look at Harden as a turd now for forcing his way out. Is so it, so is uh is Harden more loved in Houston than Steph Curry now, mm, or are they about equal? Mm, I mean, James Harden left you in the tank. You're left in the dumpster now. Yeah. With like, it feels I don't like know. two wins in the know. last I, I, I mean, there's Houston fans that are going to hate Curry because... Because he beat him. Yeah. and Well, I mean, James beat you too, to be honest. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> but I'd be curious what Houston fan thinks. So, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. If you want to get in, be happy to take some calls. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I still think there's probably more hatred of Steph. I think you're right, and, and I w- I love the way Steph plays. I hate that he trots his daughter out there all the time and acts like a little turd. But uh, yeah, I don't care. I'm not I'm not huge on Steph off the court. Yeah, he but he's a he's, a he's unbelievable and he's fun to watch. And and that's the kind of basketball I like. Up and down, shoot threes, and make them. Now, it's a lot more fun when you actually make them, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's more fun to watch. And that, and that's the thing when the, when the Rockets had the one team that had a chance that had Chris Paul, they played a lot like that. And if you remember early in those playoffs, they're putting up like sixty points in a quarter and things like that. That was fun to watch, but it wasn't 
sustainable because James playoff James showed up. At least, at least there's something in basketball worth talking about. Yeah, right. So, seven one three got my interest. Yeah, well, I knew it would, I, and I, I actually wanted to be the one to bring that up because you know, but I, I knew you were salivating over there. It's like, all right, all right, guilty, guilty, guilty. Great, let's get over that. Okay, let's not talk about the Astros. Oh, Steph Curry. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to be the one to bring it up, so it wouldn't look like I you thought were, about complaining that the Rockets won a game the other day, but I left that off too. Yeah, well, then they that was real stupid. They got them. right back to where they're supposed to be last night. So you need to get, get with the program and realize, hey. To stop winning games, yeah. I mean, every L counts, uh, especially since uh, it's funny. One of the things I had today was like five possible landing spots for your other love affair uh, from Gonzaga, uh-huh. and the Rockets were Jalen one of them. Suggs. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Suggs. And I, I just, I, I have a feeling, and you know, I don't want to put this evil on you, Ricky Bobby, but this is Houston, and. Basically, the Texans are totally screwed because all this Watson stuff happens, and by the time it gets cleared, they're not going to be able to get a warm bucket of spit for him. Yeah. And they're dead. I mean, that franchise is dead. And Cal McNair is the owner. So forget them. Right now, the Rockets, the only thing you can hope for is, is the lottery ball. The Astros are starting to turn into a – well, they'll be, a, they'll be fine when they get all their COVID guys back, although I don't know about these cornrows, Alex. What the hell? But, you don't like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I wish you had cornrows. Yeah, well, that's never going to happen. But now the Rockets are going to suck all year, and they're not going to get a top four pick. That would piss me off. And Because if they don't get a top four pick, they don't get a top ten pick probably. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that that's going to happen. The ping pong balls are not going to go their way. But there's some talk that Suggs may go first. He should Which go first, I, I, know I think. You, you, I know that uh, you've been saying that all along, but most mock drafts have had him like third. Yeah. and mo, mo, it's The majority say Kate Cunningham number one. Um, and, you know, the, it, I think now it's down to a three-horse race. It's it's Cade, it's Suggs, or it's Evan Mobley. Um, although I still can contend that anyone who has the first pick in the draft and takes a big, you're just asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... I I wouldn't touch, and I, I like touch. Mobley. I, I, mean, yeah, I think he's a good player, but I don't think that's the league. And boy, and he's it, not a he's not like a uh, a slow footed, you know, plodding nineteen eighties big man. I mean, no. but he his he's um, also like a slasher, and like he doesn't have a whole lot of. Uh, I mean, he's like a. I don't want to say he's soft, but he's not like a post up big man. Okay, not um, not all '80s big men were plotting. Akeem Olajuwon was pretty athletic. Actually, Patrick Ewing was pretty athletic until late in his career. Okay, those were like rare exceptions, I, though. No, those were those were the guys in the '80s. Well, they were the best guys. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who's going to go second in the draft. Yeah, yeah just, just don't disrespect the '80s. Uh, that's all. Right, all. all right, there were some plotters. There were some Billy Pulses out there. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. <laughs> Evan Mobley's not Mark Eaton. Yeah, how's that I'm saying? How's that? But, yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, I'd love to see Suggs with the Rockets because I think he can play two as well as be a, you know, a dominant ball guard. You can put him next to John Wall. And, I mean, I think, he's, I think he'll be a better point guard than John Wall. I, I, think, I think eventually, but, you know, right at the beginning, you, you're stuck with Wall. Put him in the backcourt yep. together. Uh, I think with Wood up front. I mean, you've played with two point guards for the last how many years? Yeah. It seems like the entire Harden era, there was two point guards, so... Yeah, I, I, I'm. 
I, I think that he's he'd be a fine fit, and um, I I would take him over Cunningham. I I, I don't get me wrong, I like Cade Cunningham, but I I prefer Suggs. Well, I I'd love, to but see I just him. need them to get a top four pick. Yeah, way. but that's a problem. I'd love to see him get Suggs. I, I just don't think they're going to get the pick. It's not going to go their way. And I'd be happy with Cunningham, too. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a, another guy that... I think both those guys have star potential. But I, I if it's... I like... I'll take a 6'4 guard who can play point or shooting guard, get his own shot, and the one guy who didn't embarrass himself in the championship game. That would be my choice. Yep. 713-780-ESPN. Is your number 713-780-3776. And uh, just a follow-up, apparently uh, the whole soccer Super League we talked about yesterday, uh, everybody's like, eh, You think anybody's going to listen to Soccer Matters now? Yeah, they all I, I, I tell you what, I would highly recommend you tune in for Soccer Matters with Glenn Davis tonight at 7. He broke it down very well yesterday. He'll break it down again for yeah. you tonight. But suddenly all these guys are like, uh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe. All right, well, we're out then. Well, you know what? They listen to their fans. Let's give them some credit for that. The fans are revolting, and now some of them are like, uh, maybe this, and the players. But, you know, believe me, no one over on Kirby is listening to you fans. <laughs> Fire Jack Easterby. <laughs> That's funny right there. Yeah. Don't hire another Patriot. Hi, I'm Nick. We're not going to trade the player. Yeah. Now on uh now on Twitter people are saying say yes to the Super League. We've got to save the Super League. <laughs> the exact opposite of yesterday. It's funny. I'm down with that. Yeah. yeah. IOT says the hooligans spoke up. Uh your boy Boris Johnson called on these soccer teams to quit the Super League. Oh really? Yeah. His hair is magnificent. Uh that's one word for it. And he's you know, he's had the COVID what twice? He looks like uh like what you'd expect Christopher Lloyd to look like right now. Oh, no. Have you seen Christopher Lloyd lately? Yeah. No. I also, Boris, I, Boris looks much better than Christopher Lloyd. I always thought that, uh, like, I've thought for years Christopher Lloyd was dead. Well, he kind of is if you've seen him. Yeah. Uh, I saw him on some late night show. He was doing a reunion with the DeLorean or something, and he couldn't do his lines or anything. It's like, <laughs> guys, you got to be embarrassed putting this poor guy on there. So, yeah, apparently the breaking point was being kicked out of your main league. That That's the thing, though. I mean, they could have fought that. But, I, I I mean, the reaction was just so overwhelmingly negative from all corners. You rarely see that. Yep. And, yeah, basically, if you're, you know, if, if I'm Liverpool and all my fans are rioting and wanting to, you know, tear down the building, I'm probably going to think twice about it. That's what soccer fan, you don't want to mess with soccer fan. I'll give soccer fan credit. Soccer fan is like SEC fan. You try to take something away from them, they're going to revolt. Texan fans just like, okay, yeah, trade our quarterback, man. It's okay. We'll fall in love with Shaq Lawson. It's okay. Tyrod Taylor. All righty. Bad Tyler Fly says he actually died a few months ago. Oh, did he? Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I must have missed that one. R.I.P. We do deaths every week. How do we miss him? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he said a uh, few months. We haven't obviously gotten to his week for deaths. I know, but usually we do it the week of. Well, maybe somebody missed it. I don't know. I don't know. Is he really dead? Because I, 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 I think I would have remembered. Although we've had so many 
If they died, they died. Yeah. A lot of people die. A lot of dead people. No, he's, it says uh, he is an American actor. He's still alive. Why'd you lie to us, man? Yeah, bad, bad Tyler. Shame. Dude, do not be putting Shame. death on old people who aren't dead yet. Oh, okay. You know what? I got, I got to put you in timeout, bad Tyler. You're not allowed to comment for almost, for four minutes. So there. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. On ESPN 97.5. I don't know how I can explain that in a cooler and more doper fashion. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Somebody says... Lloyd was excellent in that nobody that was just released. I still haven't watched that. I need to watch yeah. it. Is it on stream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to any theaters. So, uh, Larry Brown Sports, before they were shoving Doris Burke stuff down my throat, did uh, the five biggest uh, bad free agent signings of the NFL. I'm curious how many of them you can guess. The the okay the five it. worst free agent signings for decent size, unreasonably large deals is how they put it. Is, uh, Dak Prescott, I uh, know Dak Prescott not on there. Oh. Uh, there's a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, an edge rusher, and an offensive lineman. Cornerback, running back, no, no quarterback, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and what? An edge rusher and an offensive lineman. Who was Andy Dalton? The, the Andy Dalton is the quarterback. Yeah. Yes, one year ten million doesn't strike me as that bad. But no, I mean he, it's it's more embarrassing that they think they can win with him. Yeah. Uh to me the wide receiver is easy. I, I, if, if you can't get this one, then I have to. Is the wide receiver AJ Green? No. Mm. Nelson Aguilar. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. The Patriots giving that guy all that money, and he's a donkey. Um, all right, so you're down to an offensive lineman, a running back, and an edge rusher. Edge rusher, let's go with uh, Trey Hendrickson. And that is your winner, yes. Okay. It's appeared in 45 games over that the first like four years of career. That seemed like a large amount of money. But $60 million. Uh, So, yeah, that's number one in your list. So you're left with an offensive lineman. And a running back. Is he, uh, is the offensive lineman uh, a, a tackle or is he a. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking. Of, uh, I mean, he played, he's played all over the line, but he was drafted as a tackle. Um, is it, I forget what his name is, the guy the Chiefs signed? No, Cameron, Cameron Irving, Irving of the Panthers. Yeah, Cameron Irving. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who, yeah. Former Chief, that uh, Cameron Irving. Yeah, so he's also on the list. So you have one left, and it is a running back. Hmm. I don't know that I've... Uh, oh, well, we're not going to count David Johnson, I guess. No, that would be my choice. 
That's what it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know on running back. I, I'm usually better at this game. Uh, Devontae Booker to the Giants on a oh, two-year $5.5 million contract. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't Which, like considering he's a backup for Saquon, that is a lot of money. Oh, Saquon coming off injury. Uh, I yeah, know, but like an insurance policy. I, I, I still say David Johnson. Yeah, that seems like maybe overpayment. Yeah. I'm with you. So, and Jameis Winston, honorable, honorable mention, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, although, I mean, who knows? I, I I still think we have to see what he is in that offense. He might wind up being a bargain. I'm going to go probably not, but it's a possibility. Oh, boy. Texans haven't signed any free agents worth a damn, so. Yeah, I mean... I think the one thing I would say about the Texans, they've signed two things. They've signed special teams guys, and they have signed guys who at least belong in the NFL. They may not belong as NFL starters. She, they've signed a bunch of uh, special teamers to play offense and defense. That's the problem. They've signed a lot of, of and I know that Nick likes to say it's competition. Um, It's not, mm. I mean, there's two or three guys that might pan out and become players for you. But what'd you sign? Thirty, something like that. Uh, I, there's just a lot of. Uh, there's a lot. Of, well, now I don't know that it's not a better roster than it was at the end of the season. That's not saying much, though. No, no. I mean, we we know how bad they were. We said. I mean, last year we said it was the worst quarterback, worst non quarterback roster in football. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think maybe he's improved it, but he's improved it from four wins to four wins. Which isn't really an improvement because you get an extra game. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man, and and I don't know how this coaching staff's going to work. I mean, I think overall, I mean, I don't know if they're better. That's the thing. There's nothing about this team that you look at and say, okay, so move in the right direction. The one positive, I, I'll I'll give this guy credit. He did uh, get all these contracts restructured and kind of fix the salary cap. Yep. That that's no small feat. But you know, and it, but at the same token, he brings back David Johnson. Why? It Why do it, sense. man? Oh, all you had to do was get rid of him and do all the other stuff you did. You'd probably be a three and a half, maybe even a four. Well, do you think he's actually trying to win this next season, or is he already in tank mode and just never going to admit it out loud? I. I don't know if they'll admit it out loud, but I don't think... Really, I think him personally, when he looks in the mirror, do you think no, he's already knowing I think, I, this has to be tank? I think he realizes this is going to take more than one year to, to turn around, and the long term of the franchise is bettered by them being bad um, <laughs> next year. Sorry about that. COVID. Um, no, I, I think... Uh, I, I think that's part of it. And but, by the way, I think that's admirable. Because yeah. everybody wants to go in and be like... I'll fix this thing in five minutes. I'll turn it right around. That's not always the answer. And and based on the, the signings that they've made and the fact that they don't really have a, a, a way to turn it around through the draft, that tells me that they want it to be more than a one-year process. Because this, this roster is not winning next well, year, and I think they know. What it tells you is is you're trading your quarterback or you're getting rid of him at some point. Yeah. Because uh, that, that that's a different approach if you're, you think, you're not having all the issues you're having with dumbass Deshaun. And if that were the, if he were coming back, I think you make different moves. 
But, I, I don't disagree. But uh, but obviously, going into it knowing that Tyrod Taylor is going to be your starting quarterback, then yeah, you do a bunch of these one-year deals. You hope some of these guys pan out. If and, you thought Deshaun were coming back, don't you think there would have at least been some kind of conversation about Will Fuller? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. seemed like Will Fuller, it was like never even discussed that maybe we'll bring back Will Fuller. It was like, no, that's it. And I think that's the right thing also. I I didn't think the Texans should have no uh, tried to, to and I wouldn't have franchised him because I've no been way. like seven million more than what he's making. So I I think they did the right thing, but I also feel like if they were going to keep Deshaun long term, then they would have tried to to hold on to Will that's Fuller. When, that's when they should have traded his towel wearing ass. Well, the Which, problem is he wasn't wearing a towel. Well, if he wore the towel, there we wouldn't be in this situation. Oh, but it, it, it's at this point. You know, I, I think for what they're going to have to do, I think they they're they're doing the right thing. You know, let JJ walk. Uh, I I would think about at the draft if there's a market for. I think the only guy that there might be a market for, and he's going to have one game suspension is Roby, but he's got a pretty friendly contract, and I know you don't have any cornerbacks, but if you could get a a draft pick for him, yeah, I don't know. And XBP says offensive line seems a lot better. I think the offensive line has a chance to be not just good, but very good. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it depends on uh, how well, you know, how, it, how well Titus Howard adjusts to playing guard. Because if he can't play guard, then it's probably not going to work. But if he can, then I think you're looking at a pretty decent offensive line that, that has a, uh, and, you know, Britain's got to stay healthy. I mean, that's, that's the other one. But I think they're better. But I also believe that that may not matter. You can have a good offensive line, but you're handing it off to David Johnson. Yeah. You got Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball to Randall Cobb. So, yeah, it's, I mean, that'll win you some games because you'll be able to ball control some games. But it's not going to win you more than three or four. Mm. But. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is a positive. And, and I, I don't think the receiving core is that bad. I mean, I do like Brandon Cooks. I do think they need some youth ingested in there somewhere. Uh, but you're obviously not going to be a high pick because you don't have high picks. Uh, but you know, otherwise, defensively, they can't be worse than they were last year, but they can be as bad. Could be. Uh, I know they're, they're changing things up with the, with the defense, which it needed, and going to a 4-3 and going to a Tampa 2. You still have to have guys back there who can cover, and you still have to be able to stop the run. I'm probably a little more bearish on the offensive line than you. I mean, I think I think they've got like I know Laramie Tunsil's good, um, but we've like we've seen moments where Titus Howard looks good, and we've seen moments. Where well, Titus that's that's Howard why I said he's going to have to. We have to see how he adjusts to moving to guard and and like Max Sharping. I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, there's a bunch of guys who I don't know if they're good outside of. Laramie I think Marcus Cannon's a pretty good player. And I think putting him at right tackle makes you instantly better. The question is, can Howard play right guard? And they've picked up some guys who have had have started in the league at guard and played pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I respectfully disagree with your assessment and, and would just say Marcus Cannon's a big part of that. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. We come back. I uh, I've got... A three-round mock draft for you, which means oh there will be a Texans pick. And we'll see what you think of it.
Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. Go Bucks.